This is our second week of Advent. We've been using the resource All the Good, a Wesleyan way of Christmas. And so this week, the second week of Advent, is on praying in Advent. And I think it's very interesting that this is the week that my sermon date fell. Because over the past two years, somehow I have become the praying pastor. Um, I've been known for the one who prays, even though all of us pray. Um, But I think it's because I've been the conduit for prayer concerns since we've been um, in our COVID reality. And because I've often led the weekly prayer times, um, reaching out to you all and praying for you all. And I've heard from many of you um, that have been very complimentary and very encouraging and affirming um, of my prayers and often have said, you know, I wish I could pray like you. And and that makes me a little uncomfortable. But it also reminds me um, that each of us have the capacity to dig deeper and each of us have the capacity to grow in our relationship and in our prayer life. And, you know, my prayer life grew dramatically really out of desperation and some despair um, because of the nature of the fact that our sanctuary is closed. So I think as we think about Advent, it's the perfect time to start a practice anew or to develop our prayer lives together. We use the words ready or prepare or time to get ready when we think about Advent. We're preparing our hearts. We're getting our souls ready to receive Jesus. But it's also a time where we are doing a lot of other things, where we are getting ready for special concerts or family coming to town or trips that we have to go away for or um, gifts to be purchased or meals to get ready or um, special guests to come to parties. All of these things we have to get ready for. And so it's hard sometimes to take that time in Advent to prepare our hearts, to take that time to get away from all of those things that fill our lives with great joy and sometimes a little bit of frustration and obligation. And so it's important for us to take the time to pray and to carve out that time because prayer helps us slow down. The very nature of sitting down in a quiet space or a semi-quiet space um, to listen for God or to pour out your heart to God helps us do that. You know, prayer becomes intentional that way because it draws us into an intimate place with God. One of my inspirations for my prayer life is Reverend Reverend Wilson Strickhausen. I have listened and sat and listened to him pray for years and thought to myself, I wish I could pray like Wilson. And, you know, I'm sitting in this room where Wilson has led prayer groups for years, um, where many people have gathered to um, share in centering prayer, um, to listen to the words that God has to share, um, and also pray over all of the concerns together. Um, that that prayer time happens every week and all of the concerns are prayed over by name and all the celebrations are mentioned by name. And so this space is a sacred space um, where prayer is important. 
But one of the quotes that, that Wilson often references in his prayer or when he talks about prayer is Romans um, 8.26 that says, The Holy Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. This is a reminder that sometimes we don't know what to say. <laughs> and sometimes when we sit down and we pray, nothing comes. Or we just are lost with where to even begin. But this reminder is so important that God meets us in our prayer. God meets us when we sit down and we open our hearts up and when we become vulnerable and open to receive that intimacy with God, then God's words flow. It becomes this circle of God giving us love of God showing us God's self and the triune nature of who God is. And then we ourselves are showing God love in the words that we speak and our attitude of prayer. And I think about this um, when we think about praying, how we return to God these words that are not our own, but are gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, really believed in the power of prayer and is, was known of spending hours each day in prayer. He would pray from his heart or extemporaneously making it up as he went along. And he would pray um, the prayers in the prayer book, the Book of Common Prayer. And so he has words to say about prayer. He says, uh, prayer is the breath of spiritual life. When we mature on our spiritual journey, we get to see that prayer is no longer our intermittent action, but being in constant communion with God. God's Spirit breathes into us, and we breathe back into God in our prayer. God's breath of life is closer to to us than our own breath. He explained this spiritual, um, he's explained about this spiritual reparation in his sermon, New Birth, because God is continually breathing upon our soul. Our soul is continually breathing in God. So when I think about that, it makes me think about the incarnation, about how God is coming to earth to be with us. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas is the time where God loved us so much that God came into the form of a human being. And when God came to earth in that way, God made it possible for us to be transformed, for us to be saved, for us to have a liberation from our sin. And all of those things are what draw us to God. So the very nature of God coming into this world shows us that we are then able to become more like God. And one of the ways where our soul is shaped is in this conversation with God in prayer. You know, we pray because we seek to have more of God deep within us than ourselves, perhaps. We pray because we want the same type of God that is love to flow out of us in every word that we say, every action that we take. And we pray 
to release ourselves from all the ugliness and bitterness that we can hold on to because we're humans and that's a natural thing sometimes. But when we take the time to set it aside and commune with God, that's when we see and experience that love flowing freely through us all. In our scripture lesson today from Luke chapter 1, there's a large section that we're learning about Zechariah and Elizabeth. In Zechariah's story, we hear that he's a priest and that it is his turn, um, because of casting of lots, to go in and take care of the incense in the temple. And so as he is doing his duty, um, the congregation is gathered in the sanctuary and outside the sanctuary and they're praying. And in this moment, Zechariah has an encounter with the angel. The angel who calls himself Gabriel. And this angel lets him know that what he has been praying for is going to come true. That he and Elizabeth would have a child, even though they are well beyond childbearing years. And that this child will be unique and important and will have, be a messenger for God. And you know, these experiences aren't experiences that we have every day. Um, this Zechariah moment um, is not one that each of us will have in our lifetime where we <laughs> are visited by an angel and told that our prayer is going to be answered in the very way that we hoped it would be. But what strikes me about this passage is that it, it's not in the moment where Zechariah is kneeling and crying out to God, please give me a son or give me a daughter, that this angel visits him. It's when he is going about his duty, taking care of the duties of the temple, caring for God's holy space. And it's when the congregation is offering prayers that the angel is manifested. So prayer is something that we all participate in. And prayer is something that's important that we continue to do so. There could have been people praying for that very prayer. Please, God, give Zechariah a child. And in those moments is when the angel reveals himself and lets him know that he will have John the Baptist the one who will come to proclaim that Jesus is on the way. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. So Zechariah reminds me, and always does, of the importance of spending time in the temple. The importance of relying on others in the faith to offer up prayers for us. And the nearness that we need to, to, to continue um, to have to God. Because the fulfillment of God's blessings in our life may come at unexpected times or times where it feels like it's too late. But God's presence never leaves us. And that's shown in the way that God will go to any lengths to be close, even to become a human being, walk the earth, die and raise from the dead for our sakes. Let us pray together.
Holy God, we ask that you would help us to learn to pray. Help us to find moments to set aside for you, to spend time in this circle of love where you give to us and we give it back. Oh God, we want to become love so that we might be reflections of your grace in this world and that we might live into the calling that you have and we might be imitators of Jesus, light bearers in this world. It's the name of Christ that we pray. Amen.